Hey guys, Norm here. I hope this episode finds you well. We're going to call this the pre-at-home show starter episode, and it's not going to be for everyone. You see, in the at-home show, we actually go out of our way to not talk about the current state of the world so that it can serve as a break for you, something that you can just kick back and relax and enjoy. But in order to do that, we wanted to put out one episode where we fully address the current world state and share everybody's perspective from across Japan. So all the creators who initially participated in this today are going to be sharing those situations. Again, this may not be for everybody. So if it's not for you, that's totally okay. The first full episode of the at home show is going to be kicking off early next week in just a couple days, or if you're listening to this later on down the road, it may already be available. So you can just go on to that next episode. But with that being said, if you are sticking around to listen, make sure that you have a coffee or a tea available. And we are going to kick off this pre-episode of the At Home Show. My name is Norman. This is the Tokyo Lens Podcast. Welcome to the pre-at-home show episode. And as always, if you are a regular listener, welcome back. So as I stated in the intro section of this today, we are talking about the current world state and what things are like here in Japan. As a collective, we decided we couldn't just completely ignore the current world situation and just turn a blind eye to it throughout all the episodes. So we wanted to put it all into one episode and get it out of the way. Just put it right here in case you're interested. What we do today is we start at the south of Japan in Beppu and work our way all the way up to the north where each creator shares their situation, what life is like for them, or should I say, what life was like for them at the beginning of April. Because while this episode is currently coming out somewhere around the beginning of May, all of these interviews were recorded roughly in the first week of April. So keep that in mind when listening. And also, please understand and respect that each one of these creators' opinions and situations is theirs and theirs alone. No one creator's take or feelings on it represents that of any other of the creators in this group. I I think that's pretty self-explanatory and I expect you to know that, but it's just one of those things that you got to say in the podcast. And so now that it has been said, we're going to get this rolling. And I guess at the end, I will give kind of an up-to-date view on what things are like here in Tokyo just to wrap things up. So without further ado, we are going to start down in Beppu. Also, side note, probably should have mentioned this earlier. If you have not listened to the previous episode and have no idea what's going on, I would pause this one right here and go back and listen to that. That'll give you a pretty good view or you know some some context if you will go back listen to that one if you have already then we're just getting you know let's start with dogen down in Bakbu.
So we are going to start things out at the, I guess, with our southernmost creator down in Beppu, Japan. Hopefully by this point, you know Dogen. If you don't, his stuff is going to be linked in the description box below. But good afternoon, Dogen. How are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm very good. Happy to continue talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Always glad to have you here. So today I wanted to ask you a little bit about the current state of things right now. Like as we're recording this, you know, at the beginning of April, mm -hmm. April how 3rd. are, th yeah, there we go. How are things in Beppu? What is the area like in terms of just the response and everyone's feeling and whatnot? The coronavirus uh, situation in Beppu. Um, I'm going to do kind of a micro-level response and a macro-level response. So okay. the micro-level response is about Beppu directly. And um, okay. Oita has actually been hit second hardest of all the prefectures in Kyushu. Mm. So I think there's 29 cases, documented cases in mm. uh, Kyushu, in Oita at this moment. So that's the second okay. most of all the prefectures in Kyushu, the first being Fukuoka. And you'll hear mm. more about that from um, Michaela in a bit. Mm. Beppu is not the, the largest town in uh, Oita. So I, I think there's only been one documented case in Beppu so far. That said, most people, um, it's certainly the streets are not as busy as before and um, most people are trying to be very careful. Most things are still available in supermarkets. There's no hoarding or anything like that. There was a little okay. bit. There was a shortage of toilet paper at the at the initial outbreak, mm. um, but that's over now. Um, and working from home, I I don't see that much of a difference. Okay. But we are trying our best to stay at home. People are doing their best, but it, it hasn't become a pandemic in this small city, a um, a perceivable, a, a visible, an obvious pandemic in Beppu just yet. There's probably some people that actually do have it, but mm. um, we just don't know about it yet. And because of that, things in my general area haven't changed that bit. Okay, so it's still kind of business much. as Sorry. usual. Yeah, still kind of business as usual, though people certainly are being uh, more uh, cautious, I would say. Mm. Um, but uh, the, other, the kind of the macro answer that I like to give as a foreigner in Japan in general is that um, Japan was one of the first countries that was hit by the coronavirus. And you're mm. going to hear a lot of different res responses from different people as Norm um, uh interviews different people for this podcast and uh, different people are going to say different things. But one of the points that I'd like to make, because I'm not sure it'll get brought up, is that um, if you look at just the death numbers, mm. the people that have passed away because of the coronavirus, I think that as of today, it's like 72-ish or something. Oh. Mm -hmm. And when you take into consideration the fact that uh, Japan... Tokyo in particular has like the, the busiest metro system in the world. It was one of the first countries that was hit by the coronavirus. Um, I think it was China, Korea, Japan. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that things are wonderful right now. I'm not saying that it's not going to get significantly worse. But I am saying that relatively speaking, compared to countries like... Um, Italy, like or the U.S., the US yeah. like um, Spain, hmm. uh, like Wuhan, 
uh, I, I will say that as of now, and and this is not me endorsing the Japanese government and the way that they're handling this, but I mm. will say that so far, it it's not as bad as those countries, and I'm I'm more comfortable in Japan than I would be back home in yeah, the United that's a fair States. Assessment. Mm. And people are saying, well, that's because of under testing, and that mm. may be true, but if that if that was the only answer, then the number of deaths would be significantly higher. The attitude of a lot of people that I'm I'm seeing uh, on mostly t- I don't know Twitter's just toxic to begin with. <laughs> yeah, but, Twitter, oh, it, it'll it'll tear it'll just tear a hole in your soul, right? Yeah. yeah. The point I want to make is that I think it's better to try and stay positive than it is mm. to uh, look than to get negative. And that's not me saying that we shouldn't try and project, make projections about the future and try and prepare for that. I'm saying Mm. we should do that and try and stay positive at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, there's, I I have not seen one person commenting or one tweet in the entire world, mind you, I don't read every language out there, that says, hey, my country's handled this perfectly. Nobody's handing mm-hmm. out compliments and prizes for the countries that have handled this well, yet everyone's very quick to jump on the bandwagon of what we're doing wrong, which in its own way provides value in the sense that we can learn from it. It's documented at that point. Once people mm-hmm. have started to complain about it in bulk, great. But if it's already there, I I don't feel personally the need to point fingers, blame, and complain. The information of what's being done wrong is already out there. I'm not going to be contributing anything new to that. So, yeah, I think that that idea, that mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, looking for the positives or at least trying to, you can always hope for the best and plan for the worst. Exactly. exactly. The thing that I like to encourage people to try and do is that when things get worse, the Japanese foreigner dichotomy, the divide that exists mm. there, the friction that gets born there, it gets things get heated up. Yeah. And people start pointing more and more fingers. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be pointing fingers, but I, I, I would like people to try and stay as um, objective as possible and mm. try not to contribute to... Um, blame when it is not necessary. Hmm. Constructive criticism is always good, but it's not always the best thing to immediately jump to extreme conclusions. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And I know that when it it gets worse, there's going to be a lot of people are going to start getting a little bit extreme and Mm -hmm. racism um, accusations accusations of racism that's going to happen and there is going to be some racism and some of those accusations are going to be valid but let's keep things as um level-headed as possible is the what i like to say i don't even have word like that's such a well-balanced point feels like it feels redundant and pointless at this time it feels like i'm beating a dead horse to say we're all in this together but we really are like it's at this point that race culture class none of those things 
really hold any bearing in comparison to the severity of the world situation. And so, you know, it doesn't mean that, as you said, that you can't be offended by something. There's been a couple of restaurants that have kind of blown up on Twitter because they've written things like, we're not accepting foreigners can't Mm -hmm. use this restaurant during the um, coronavirus Mm. pandemic. Um, That's screwed up. That's it is. not good. No, but to it, say it almost that, feels to some like it like it's become like a marketing tactic because that first one, like the ramen restaurant or whatever, yeah, got blue. so much attention <laughs> that they're yeah. like, well, well, we we'll get in the news, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's a, that's a screwed up thing to do, but that's not Japan at large. That's that mm. restaurant. There's a yeah. whole lot of Japanese. There are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of other Japanese restaurants that aren't doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not constructive to say, I knew Japan is racist to foreigners just just by looking at that situation. Yeah. Again, it's always best to try and just stay as level-headed as possible. Well, Dogen, thank you very much once again. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Always great to talk to you, man. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you again probably in a day or two. <laughs> Yeah, probably. (laughs) All right. Cheers. All right. Take it easy, man. See ya. So speaking to Michaela now down in Fukuoka. Uh, How you doing, Michaela? I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. I'm doing good. Um, Would you be able to share a little bit with us about your your experience or the situation down there in Fukuoka? Um, I think... It's a very strange time to be in Japan um, at this point in time, and things might change. Things are changing every day. The situation is changing every day, and people are starting to take it a little bit more seriously at this point. Uh, The one thing that I'm really thankful for living in Fukuoka is that we have a mayor who seems to be really on the ball and adamant about addressing the situation. He has been making decisions even before the government has, um, you know, uh, strongly suggesting school closures and strongly suggesting we stay in on weekends. And it's been interesting seeing uh, a lot of shops and malls and establishments in Fukuoka actually take and respect that advice. Uh, Last weekend, everything in uh, downtown Fukuoka was practically closed. Um, Mm. so even if you did go outside, there was nowhere to go. Uh, and yeah, schools are starting to shut down and I'm seeing a lot of positive change even before the, uh, Abe government has suggested it. So of all places to be dealing with this, I'm pretty glad I'm dealing with it in Fukuoka where I feel like we are keeping an eye on the situation and doing the best we can compared Mm. to other places. Um, I'm just hoping that uh, a lot of important decisions are made sooner than later so that we can save more lives and less people have to go through the horrible, like, the horrible things that we see happening, you know, in other countries across the world. Mm. Really well put. Thank you for sharing that. At this point, had, had obviously not you, but has anybody around you or that you've worked with or anything like that been impacted personally by the situation? Uh, yeah. So, um, a couple years back, I used to work at an entertainment agency and do a bit mm-hmm. of television work here in Fukuoka. So, 
yesterday it came out that one of the people that I've worked with in the past, um, who is a current acting uh, local celebrity, um, was diagnosed with the virus um, after having a fever for about five days. And with the Japanese work culture being what it is, uh, even if, when he had the fever, once it went down and he felt better, he was still going out and going back to work. But then the fever persisted and he got checked. And now um, what I've heard is that everybody in charge of that program has well, shut down and they're like, they're quarantining for two weeks. They're not airing the program. Um, yeah, and I just hope that, yeah, um, I just hope that people are safe and that mm. there are few infections to come out of that and that everybody recovers quickly. It is really like surreal when it happens to someone that you know, even if it's just someone you didn't know that well. Because um, mm. I am worried. I am worried. And it when it gets that close to you, it's hard not to feel a little bit, uh, you know, um, I don't know what's the word. I want to say claustrophobic, but I don't think that's the right sentiment exactly. It just feels like it's coming. It's coming in. It's getting closer, and mm. you don't know who's gonna catch it next. It could be you. It could be someone you know. It could be someone even closer to you. But it is getting yeah. closer, and that feeling is a little uneasy. Um, mm. I just think the sooner everyone stays indoors, the sooner we can get through it. And I would like to keep all of my friends happy and healthy. Um, mm. So I just hope everyone's taking the best care of themselves so that I can see them when this is all over. That's a really good take to put on it. And mm. one of the things that I've actually really noticed a lot about your, the content you've been sharing is you typically share a lot of cafes and restaurants, but you've been sharing a lot of home cooking. Ah, uh, yes. Like a lot of home oh, cooking yes. along with it. Um, a note on groceries. Mm. Yeah. Are there a lot of supermarkets in Fukuoka that deliver or are you still finding yourself going out and doing grocery shopping mm. during the quiet hours? Uh, no delivery, but um, in the city, there are quite a few uh, supermarkets. I live in walking distance to three, so okay. I don't feel the necessary urge to like go out and buy things right now. Like you mentioned, I share a lot of home cooking because I really want people to know that it is possible to nurture yourself, eat healthy and eat well without spending mm. a lot of money. And if you shop smart and you're buying the right things, you can stay at home for a long time and still eat proper food. And I don't want people like staying indoors and living off of cup ramen because as good as the cup ramen is in Japan, <laughs> it's just not healthy to be eating every day. It's super easy to mm. make and it might feel like a meal, but it's not the kind of food that you need to nourish yourself and keep your immune system strong. Um, yeah, so I think it's easy to feel feel like you have no control and you feel kind of helpless right now. But mm. for me, battling that feeling of having no control and feeling helpless um, by giving information and doing what I can to help others is kind of like what's keeping me sane right now. Thank you for sharing it here and thank you for being such a big promoter of the stay home. Just, I, I don't want to call it a movement. Well, like, <laughs> like It should be common sense. Right? At this but, point, I really hope that it is. By the time this airs, I really hope that it is. Yeah, yeah. hopefully it is. Yeah. Well, thank you for being a part of the positive side of it. And thank you for sharing this with us. No problem. No problem. 
Next, moving over to the island of Shikoku, we are joined by Sherry Y, once known as Sherry Berry in Ehime, who is located right in Matsuyama. Sherry, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So I was wondering if you could share a little bit about the experience, the atmosphere, what things are like where you are. Um, it's not as severe as Tokyo, I would say. Uh, currently, we have like 20 plus cases. Okay. Um, one death in hmm. Ehime. Uh, I'm not really sure about the other prefecture. We have uh, four prefectures in Shikoku Island. Okay. Uh, Kochi and Ehime are kind of like top two prefectures. Mm. Uh, Kagawa and Tokushima aren't that bad. Mm. Uh, but I guess uh, as of today, uh, most of the elementary schools and junior high schools, uh, junior high school, junior mm. high schools, yeah. And universities are shut down for two weeks. Okay. Um, high schools, however, I don't think they're doing any club activities, mm. but right now they go to school. Mm. Yeah. So that's pretty much the summary of it, I guess. Okay. So how's the overall atmosphere been like do people seem stressed is it business as usual are people just unfazed is everyone watching the news everyone is definitely watching the news especially my business is something to do with kids right yeah. so the parents are of course very um how can i say it like uh, like they're worried about mm. the situation but uh like like I, my office is right near the uh, big uh, street, like mm -hmm. road, um, but I see a lot of cars coming by. It's like very normal day, mm. I would say. Yeah, okay. so it's not like as, um, how can I say, like panicked as in Tokyo it is, I guess. And, all right, and as you mentioned, you work with kids, and you were saying before we started this talk that you've actually, right from the beginning, you decided to move a lot of your business to like online lessons. Yes, that's correct. Um, like it was kind of like a, like we didn't know what's gonna happen hmm. in the next few weeks, and mm -hmm. so it was like you know just in case. Uh, mm. I moved actually all of my classes mm. to uh, online courses. I oh, made wow. a few YouTube videos and released every single week so that um, kids and their parents can work mm. together at home. And I got a lot of like positive comments from parents actually. I guess the nice thing being that you do have the added advantage of being able to read news from around the world, not just in Japanese, but in English as well. So it's good to hear that you are doing well. Thank you so much for sharing the situation with us. Well, thank you for having me. No worries. We will talk to you again later. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And now I have Hannah from currently Hannah, who is currently in Osaka with me. Hannah, how are you doing, doing today? Very well, very well. How are you doing? I am. I am doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for uh, for joining yeah, us sorry. today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. So 
would you be able to give us a little bit of what things have been like in Osaka? Um, Osaka has been, I don't know, I would say like over the past couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know, maybe like in the past month, if the number of people out on the street has just been like less and less and less. I mean, granted, I don't, I don't get out much. Um, but like of the times that I have gotten out, um, yeah, it's just, it's gotten a lot more quiet recently. Um, there's the, the state of emergency that the prime minister mm. announced recently and Osaka is included in that one, obviously, cause it's like the second, it's like the city with the second highest number of cases after Tokyo, which makes sense cause it's the biggest, um, well, like second biggest city. So mm. yeah, yeah. Things have just been getting a lot more quiet, um, still like a fair amount of people out. Like I, I've gone for like, like just going for exercise. I'm not, I'm not doing Hanami or anything like that. I feel like you need to give like any disclaimer anytime I leave the house at the moment. I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm doing getting groceries or like I'm doing exercise or something. Cause everyone's, uh, so yeah, I did some like exercise the other day, went for a run, like through one of the parks to see some blossoms and, um, yeah, it seemed like there weren't really people doing any Hanami like uh, in like groups of friends or anything. It was like families okay. or couples or just like people by themselves just doing like Hanami like that. So that was kind of good to see because <laughs> I know in Tokyo there was definitely like a lot of people like that. Uh, I forget which weekend it was, but it was like one of the main Hanami weekends and someone filmed in New Yogi Park and it was packed like shoulder to shoulder with people <laughs> all doing Hanami yep. at the same time <clears throat> so luckily I mean the parks in Osaka I feel like it's a little a little more spread out like Tokyo is very very dense okay. but um mm. yeah, yeah yeah it was pretty chill I can walk around the street and not get close to anyone so that's good <laughs> mm. yeah what is the the overall like atmosphere intention like? For example, I saw in the news today. I believe it was in Tokyo. Some gentleman got so angry that a gym was still in operation that he kicked in the door and like smashed the glass and got arrested wow. and everything. And I think during times like this, it's kind of natural for tensions to run a bit high. Mm. When everything kicked off, there were all those arguments on the train and whatnot. You know, people freaking out on someone who coughed without wearing a mm. mask and whatnot. Yeah, I heard about the guy in. How's like the, called the emergency um, stuff mm, on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the train because someone sneezed <laughs> or something. Oh man, yep. I'd feel so bad if I was that person who like sneezed or coughed. But also, didn't he just make the situation worse by pulling the emergency stop? Now he's trapped in this cart with someone who's sick. Like so much. Worse. Just wait till he gets the next stop and then get off. Like. <laughs> Like Osaka as a whole tends to have a bit of a more laid back kind mm. of image uh, in terms of where it sits in Japan and that whole scale <laughs> of uptight to laid back, you know. Uh, but how is the overall atmosphere? Yeah, I think it it's weird because like when like when I did go to the park, you can see people are like everyone's like, oh, wow, the cherry blossoms are nice. And like, it's, it's lovely, obviously. It's spring in Japan, it has that kind of atmosphere, but it just felt so different in that usually Hanami season, it's like, it's got this like bliss and like, I don't know, like excitement almost because you made it through winter finally and everything's colorful and it's a little warmer and we can all go outside again. 
and it's like this like mm. exciting kind of feel and it's like everyone was still like enjoying the blossoms but like the atmosphere is just so different because you can't you can't get excited about it or, mm. or much at the moment so it's like yeah I don't know it was it's it's everyone still feels like pretty chill though actually when I was at the park I I um I I think I was yeah, there was like a lady who was walking her dog and I just like openly said like, oh, kawaii, because the dog was really cute. And then like the couple like picked up the dog and came to me and they were like, here you go. And they like basically handed me the dog. They're like, you can play with it. And I'm just there like, please don't come any closer to me. <laughs> like I was like, everyone's a little too relaxed about it at the moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it, yeah, it's just, it, it's Osaka. People are chill <laughs> in general anyway. <laughs> Did, I actually made a, I filmed a whole video where like I rode my bike to Osaka Castle Park and I like filmed mm. some cherry blossoms and it was lovely. But I had like the idea in my head, I was gonna call the video Outdoor Shaming. And, uh, and yeah, it was basically me like amongst the blossoms being like, so this is lovely, but I know that there's gonna be so many people that would like love to cancel me because I'm outside of my house. And, um, mm. and, you know, I just kind of went on about, like, reasons of why, like, outdoor shaming or, like, uh, what's it called, quarantine shaming or something. Like, because there's so much peer pressure around the idea of, like, everyone needs to stay home and stay isolated and that kind of thing. And that's a good thing. Like, absolutely. It's super effective. It's, it, it, I think it's been one of the main reasons that everyone is staying at home because it's, that's mm. the thing that we should all be doing right now. And that's great. But there has been... A few, a few people, <laughs> I'm mainly talking about Twitter, uh, people that just like jump on the bandwagon of like one person posts anything that's outdoors and everyone's like, you can't do that, you mm. shouldn't post this, you're encouraging people to travel, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I get like, yeah, there's definitely, I think there's just some people that are so willing to jump on anything that could be potentially anywhere close to being like problematic that it's mm. like, I don't know, it's all just virtue signaling, like saying, look, look how good I am because I'm calling out people that are doing harmful things. But at the same time, it's just being like way too pedantic to the point where it's like, maybe I was exercising. Maybe I rode my bike mm. there. Maybe I walked to the park because I live next door. Like, but in the end, I didn't end up posting it because I felt as though the video was a little too negative And I was just like, and I didn't, it didn't feel like I added much to the conversation. So I didn't end up posting it. I just put it on my, my Patreon. But, um, but yeah, like I definitely notice for anyone who's got like, uh, like I don't know, YouTubers or any kind of like social media following it, it anywhere, anytime anyone posts anything outdoors, we're always like, I came outdoors because, and it's like, there's all this like, <laughs> like a two or three sentence disclaimer of like, this is the reason that I'm outside my house. <laughs> mm. which I mean I think that is a responsible thing to do you can't be posting you know all kinds of things from outside because it could be sending the wrong message or it could be uh mm. potentially encouraging people to do the same thing which is not a good thing but yeah it's just a weird time it's just super strange it is <sighs> I think we're all just kind of learning how to navigate a brand new situation together for the mm. first like there's no rule book on this there really really isn't this is unprecedented yeah exactly so i think we're all just doing the best we can <laughs> well thank you very much for sharing all of that you're welcome <laughs>
And next, we are sitting down with Chris Broad from the Abroad in Japan channel located up in Sendai. Chris, can you share a little bit about your experience or what things are like up in that area? Yeah, sure. I mean, Sendai, Miyagi in general, the prefecture of Miyagi hasn't had that many cases. I think it's probably a dozen or so at the moment. Tohoku's mm. actually been spared uh, a lot of the coronavirus cases. It's been happening north in Hokkaido and it's been happening south in Tokyo. But uh, there was, um, uh, obviously a few weeks ago, the Olympic torch arrived in Miyagi from Greece. Mm. After that, they put the Olympic torch on show in Sendai Station and 50,000 people went to go and see it, which is very foolish. Um, and obviously that kind of, I think that would have mm. spread it more. But for now, no, it, it, it is business as usual, mostly in Tohoku. You wouldn't know there is much going on at the moment. It is a little bit quieter. Restaurants, bars, mm. the streets, it is a bit more quiet at the moment. But uh, no, for the most part, you wouldn't necessarily know that there's something wrong. Or there's something off at the moment. Um, okay. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in the coming days, um, given that there's going to be emergency uh, measures put in place in Tokyo and Osaka. So, mm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And in our talks, you've actually alluded a lot to the fact that you've kind of been, uh, let's call it self-isolating. You've just been spending pretty much your time yep. indoors. Uh, I think as a creator, that's not entirely uncommon to spend a lot of time <laughs> indoors. But how's that been going for you? Well, April was actually going to be the busiest month ever. I had about five different friends coming to Japan. I was going to show them around. I had a wedding I was going to here. Um, and all that was cancelled. All the friends cancelled us postponed to kind of September, October. And mm -hmm. so my schedule went from being the busiest I've ever had to just nothing. Um, I Obviously, there, there's no orders here to self-isolate uh, or anything like that at the moment, but I have been sitting indoors as much as I can, I, only going out to buy groceries. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think it's just wise right now to everyone to do their bit, for everyone to do their bit and just stay indoors, basically. Um, as mm. a creator, it, it hasn't really been much of an issue. Um, mm. I've kind of just gone back to making videos like I used to, just sitting in my apartment, rambling and swearing and being bitter and sarcastic. So no, it hasn't affected the channel in, in that sense, but um, no, I'll be staying indoors for the foreseeable future, certainly into May for now. Mm. Um, depending on the situation, how it progresses. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, Lord. Take care in Tokyo. So we are next joined by Sharla all the way up in Morioka. Unfortunately, we don't have anybody in Hokkaido, so Sharla's pretty much going to have to fill the shoes of Morioka. <laughs> the and entire up. north of Japan. <laughs> the entire north of Japan it. I got is... You in your palm. How are you doing today, Shella? <laughs> good, good. I've got my morning tea. It's uh, mm -hmm. Bailey's flavored. It's pretty exciting. Uh, not even going to touch on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we all have our, our stay-at-home hobbies. Well and good. It's <laughs> Got to keep it sure. exciting. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I'd love to get your take on what the COVID situation has been mm -hmm. like up in the north of Japan, right. uh, especially for you personally. Um, honestly, I feel like we have it the easiest up here. Uh, here in Iwate, we don't have any confirmed cases. So mm. everybody's basically just acting like normal. Uh, mm. The only differences in behavior I see are in the supermarkets, they've got the, the pump of alcohol spray for your mm. hands. And I do see lots of people using that. And I would say the usage of masks is increased as well. But people are still going out. They're still going to the gym. They're still going shopping. They're still going out for dinner. So uh, it's very different than the southern 
part of Japan. I would like to toss in as well that over the past like week or so, as we've been kind of coercing or I guess coercing isn't the best word for <laughs> communicating yeah. on when we're going to record our podcast episode, yeah. you, you've been like, yeah, I'm pretty much home all the time. So have you personally yeah. opted to stay at home then? I've been staying home uh, just mm. because there aren't any reported cases. I, I still believe there must be, you know, some up here mm. um, with Morioka having a direct line to Tokyo and people commuting for work all the time. There's no way that there aren't any cases at all. So hmm. yeah, I've been staying home as much as possible and just going out for grocery shopping, really. Makes sense. Yeah. And with, because just north of you, I guess not just north, a, a couple hundred kilometers north of you is Hokkaido, <laughs> Hokkaido. which is one of the first areas in Japan to get hit pretty yeah. hard. And yeah. then south of you, obviously, is is Tokyo, which at the time of recording is being hit pretty hard. You're, right. s you're just sandwiched in the middle there. Right. Are you feeling any stress, worry, concern? Um, well, I, I just feel lucky to be up here, really. It's much better than being down in Tokyo at the moment, I would assume. Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't Thank get as that. bad. <laughs> hoping <laughs> it doesn't get as bad up here as it is down there. But uh, yeah, just waiting it out and Hoping it all finishes soon so I can go get my cat from Korea. Yeah. When is that going to be? Uh, it was supposed to be this month, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really have no idea. No mm. idea. It's looking like it'll at least be summer at this rate. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing the Morioka yeah. situation with us. Uh, stay clean, stay healthy. You too. All that. Thank you. And we will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hopefully that gives a fairly decent take on everybody's experiences and whatnot. And throughout that, I shared a bit of Tokyo's situation and a bit of my take. And to be honest, I don't have a whole lot to add to it. Uh, at the time of recording, right now, as I'm sitting down recording this, I wanted it to be as current as possible. So I'm recording this around 9.30 p.m. on May the 1st, 2020. As of May the 1st, I can say that I still have had the luxury of having all of my grocery deliveries done to me, whether it be through online supermarkets like Seiyu or something like Amazon Fresh. I've been able to stay inside and I've just been trying to stay sane by maintaining a morning routine where I wake up, I grab some water, I make some coffee. While the coffee is brewing, I'll start up the computer, I'll do some exercise and then start with the first 10 minutes of my day, rain or shine out on the balcony just so I can get that that time outdoors. I actually went outside for the first time in nearly three weeks recently to do a nice early morning jog and was pleasantly surprised to see that in the area that I'm in there were not that many people. But at this point really I think it's safe to say that we're all in this together and the country that you're in doesn't really matter. People are people all over the world and everyone is kind of handling this in their own way. I hope that each and every one of you as you listen to this are safe and healthy. Whether you are able to stay at home, whether you're working from home or whether you're one of the essential workers who has to be out there braving things every single day, I hope you are well. A special thank you to those essential workers from each and every one of us and a whole lot of love from each and every one of us to all of you. 
With all of that being said, we can now set this topic aside and look forward to the first full episode of the At Home Show, which is going to be kicking off in just a couple days. Don't forget to just take a break from the world every now and then and fill your ears. And if you can, your time with something a little more positive. Thank you once again for joining today. And you guys know I will talk to you again real soon.